We knew the Big 12 and SEC were going to be making moves and realigning, but we didn't know it was going to be happening this quickly. So does this mean the Big 10 is going to make some moves more quickly too? We'll talk to Jay Stevens about it. You are locked on Big 10, your daily podcast on the Big 10 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Alongside Jay Stevens, the Locked On Buckeyes, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're talking about some news coming from outside of the Big Ten, but could end up affecting the Big Ten in the near future. Jay, the Big 12 is accelerating moves that we already knew about. It's going to be Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, all going from the American to the Big 12. This in response to Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. But there's some conversation to be had here because now those three American teams are coming to the Big 12 as soon as 2023, we've learned. It wasn't until 2025 that we were going to have Texas and Oklahoma move to the SEC. So I guess the biggest question is, before we get into any sort of implications for the Big 10, does this mean that we could see Texas and Oklahoma move sooner than what we had initially thought before 2025. I have my thoughts on it. I'm interested to hear yours. I've I've actually anticipated that Texas Texas and Oklahoma will find a way to leave the Big 12 sooner rather than waiting until the very last minute, not spend any extra money to leave the Big 12 to go to the SEC. I've recently read, I do believe that they would have to pay each $80 million um, based off the way the current contracts are set up to leave the conference. That's a hefty chunk of change. But we know Texas has the Longhorn Network. Oklahoma is Oklahoma. I would not be surprised if either one of those schools is like, look, let's go ahead and do this thing now. Let's get out of this now. Let's go to the SEC a little bit earlier um, than anticipated, than expected. I think they're going to do that anyway. I would not have been surprised if ESPN kind of said, okay, look, we got more of the SEC. How about we get two of the biggest brands in the sport to come over now as soon as we're about to get all of the SEC games would have, made a whole, would have made a whole lot of sense for ESPN to drop that money, but they haven't done that yet. Um, I do think that they that they'll leave. We can't leave out BYU because BYU is going to be joining the other three schools in the Big 12 in 2023. BYU yeah. is an independent, and so their path to get to the Big 12 was a little bit cheaper than the other three schools. So I do think that Texas, Oklahoma, at least at least for me, I think they'll be in the SEC sooner rather than later. Well, if I'm trying to figure out if, like, I'm viewing it from both sides. Now, if there had been, and I think there very well could be some sort of plan in place for Oklahoma and Texas to get out before that 2025 date, but let's say, like, this was still in negotiations. If this happens, I think the natural instinct is to think, like, okay, this means that Texas and Oklahoma are going to get out earlier which is obviously what those two schools are going to try to do. But if I'm the conference, if I'm the big 12 right now, like I don't see any motivation to do that. Right. Like you have two years where the conference is going to have 14 schools. Yeah, that's a lot, but it's not like you're losing money by having those more schools there. Right. Like if the goal is to try and make sure you can make as much money as you can, you already got the schools coming in that you're trying to replace Texas and Oklahoma with 
what is the incentive for the Big 12 to let these schools go? What I'm thinking in my head is like, yes, the natural instinct would be, okay, this means that we can get these schools to the SEC faster. But if I'm the conference, I'm saying, whoa, wait a minute. Why would we want to do that? They wouldn't. Right. You, wouldn't want to, you would not want to lose your two biggest brands in every single sport and say, okay, look, like, guys, you're going to be leaving our conference. Um, go ahead, do whatever you want to. You don't want to. I mean, we just saw Texas and Oklahoma in the college softball World Series. I mean, you're seeing these schools, not just in football, you're getting that brand notoriety in every sport. And so you think about track and field. I know Texas used to, I don't really follow track and field very much. I know at one time, Texas track and field team was really, really good. You think about other sports, Oklahoma and Texas have had really good basketball teams over the past 20 at, at, at times. So all of a sudden, if I'm the Big 12, I'm like, no, I don't want y'all to, I don't want y'all to leave. I understand the contract. I know what's going to happen down the road. I am not trying to find a way to let – I'm going to keep saying it. The two, the two biggest brands to leave, it's kind of like in the Big Ten, let's bring it back home. If Michigan and Ohio State said, hey, um, Kevin Warren, we're going to be leaving to go to whatever, or we're going to be leaving your conference to be independent. Kevin Warren is not going to be someone where he shouldn't, should not be someone that's going to be like, okay, guys, whatever. Like, if you want to leave, fine. I would hope you would try to push that out and make it, prolong it, so they can keep that brand notoriety in the conference. I don't think the Big 12 should or is wanting these schools to leave because they know what Texas and Oklahoma not only mean to the areas, the local areas, but also what they mean to the entire country in numerous sports that these schools participate in. So is this just a matter of dollars, you think, to you? Because, I mean, if it's just a matter of that, like, yeah, the Big 12 doesn't want them to go, but it seems like Texas and Oklahoma, like we – saw from uh, Cincy, Houston, and UCF, and BYU from the American, it's like, if it's just a matter of finding that number, that number is going to be found. So is there anything more that would hold a Texas or an Oklahoma from trying to make sure that this deal gets done earlier? I mean, I feel like it's going to be harder to do now because of this, like I said, but I, I do still feel like the job's going to get done before we get to that 2025 date. I think it is money. If we just keep it with the sport of football, both of these schools have a better shot of making a four-team playoff in the Big 12 versus the SEC. Oklahoma has already been there and made the playoff. Texas has not. Texas is building. They have Quinn Ewers right now. They have a, a lot of belief in him. Will he start or will he not start? That's to be determined. Arch Manning down the road. Will he start or not start when he first gets there? I don't think he'll start as a freshman, but I know how talented I've seen him. I've seen him play. He's a really talented young man. I do anticipate him getting better. I do think it's about dollars. Um, I do think that when you think about just the sport, the sports in general for the youngsters, I don't think the athletes care what conference they're in. They might want to go to the SEC and say, well, better competition, more te different television. Great. We're going to be on ESPN more, more than Fox. We do understand that ESPN is very, very powerful in college football if we keep with that sport. But I personally don't think the athletes really care. There are they, they, they know a lot of the players anyway. They see them on the seven-on-seven -seven circuit and different things throughout the summer. They know all these athletes. They know they can compete with them. I don't think the athletes care. I think it does come down to dollars. And, of course, if you wait one more year, 
if you do this in 20, the summer of 2020, 2023 and say, well, the buyout is $50 million. Well, that's down for the 100 plus that we heard about last summer, last year. So you're saving money that way. You can still get there before 2025, get there in 2024. And it's just, I think it all comes down to dollars. I, I personally think that, I mean, if it were, let's be honest now, if it were free, I think they'd be gone. I mean, of course, they'd be gone already. The, I think the money is what's holding them back. Of course, football, yes, easier to make the playoff in the, in the Big 12 and SEC, but I don't think that's the deciding factor with either of these schools right now with how they have played. Oklahoma has a new coach, and then Texas has not been what Texas brand is or what the fans want it to be in quite a long time. All right, so the moves are starting to become – whether whatever happens with the big 12 and move to sec the moves are happening a little bit faster just now than we thought they were a week ago so as we take this and turn it into a big 10 conversation jay do you think that there's going to be we'll talk about this more in the next segment but do you think there's going to be any sort of immediate i guess even sort of urgency coming out of the big 10 to try and keep up with what other conferences are doing or try to add another school or do something in sort of realignment that would, uh, I mean, be worthy of obviously grabbing people's attention. Not really. No, I think the SEC needed to do this. Um, I'll say needed. They wanted to, they didn't really need to do it maybe for some extra money in their pocket, because when it comes to the money, the big 10 is, is king and, college athletics when it comes to the TV rights, TV money, the money that the conferences generate and make every single year. I believe it's a big 10. Now I know about for football. I don't know all the TV stuff for the other sports. So forgive me if I'm like, well, Jay, the SEC has baseball. Okay. Like I don't know all of those ins and outs, but I do think the SEC saw what the big 10 is doing. Saw how that the big 10 doesn't have the brand name, name schools that the SEC has and the Big Ten is still making more money. They're like, okay, cool. The Big Ten stretched their footprint from Nebraska to Rutgers to in Jersey down to Maryland. We see what they have done monetarily and getting more money to the money to the conference, stretching the TV footprint. Well, how about we stretch even? They already they're already in Texas. We can get if we can get two of the biggest brands. So be it. So I think that there's no really like quick needy move that Big Ten needs to make. At all. Uh, if it's money, they don't need that. I, I've read they're on the verge of signing a $1 billion TV deal. They don't need to add schools for money. If they want to add them for other reasons, maybe. And I don't think money, the monetary gain, is a big mover or a pusher of the big deal right now when it comes to this very topic. I agree, Jay. I think that the much more interesting things to talk about are like, what does a potential addition of school bring to the football and basketball side of things? Just how far is the Big Ten willing to stretch that TV footprint that you mentioned before? Th those are some things I do want to talk about. So I, I do want to get to, as I agree with you as well, I think it's unlikely the Big Ten does anything immediately. But if there were a school that we were to try and hypothetically talk about bringing into the Big Ten, I want to ask you about where those schools might come from out of other Power Five conferences and things like that. We're going to get into that with Jay Stevens here on Locked On Big Ten in just a minute. 
BetOnline is where the game starts. If you're looking for information on where to get in your bets and, of course, looking for all the possible ways to get your bets in, BetOnline has everything you could possibly need. Head on over to their website, BetOnline.net, and check out what they have to offer. It not only looks good, but can really help you out in staying knowledgeable about things going on in sports betting, too. So head on over to BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Alongside Jay Stevens, I'm Nate Dickinson. I wanted to talk about, as we got into some realignment talk here and what the Big 12 is doing to kind of speed up a process that we already knew was happening with some teams making some shifts across the American to the Big 12 and then the Big 12 to the SEC. I wanted to ask what it means for the Big Ten. And well, I, I agree with what Jay said as we finished up before. I don't think it really means anything for the Big Ten right away. There's not anything the Big Ten, I think, can do really, really immediately that really shifts the needle. I wanted to get into the conversation about what would shift the needle. Who are some schools who, let's say, situations change a little bit over the next couple of years? Who could come into the Big Ten? If the Big Ten feels some pressure to add in a new school or two, what does that end up looking like and who are the top candidates? So I have a list of names that I put at the top of my list as to who could join this conference for a number of different reasons. But before we get into actual schools, I feel like I have to ask first, what's the most important thing if you're trying to add a Big Ten team here? Is it credibility in the actual sports on the football and basketball field and court? Is it the idea of being able to bring in TV money and expanding that kind of footprint, as we said before, is it something else entirely? And can one of those be compromised for another if the other is overwhelming? What do you think about just what it takes to be able to bring in another Big Ten team here? We're already at 14. So the Big Ten to wear a conference, they, they care about the academics. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I do know they want the academics to be high at a school to lift up the graduation rate and those things that boost up a school. Don't get me wrong. Those are all very, very important. But what makes money is what people like eyeballs. Like I have eyeballs. They have eyeballs. You have eyeballs. For watching something or for listening to something on the radio, that's what generates money. That's what generates and helps the Big Ten Conference to potentially sign lucrative deals such as $1 billion. So I do think academics will play a part in this because it's the Big Ten. I do think, though, if the Big Ten is going to add two more schools, they're going to do something that the SEC did. Now, can you pull in a school that has a big brand name, recognizable brand like Texas and Oklahoma? That's highly unlikely unless you go to a coast, east coast or west coast and convince those schools to say, well, look, I understand you guys are far away. I understand you guys are in your conferences, but we can offer you something that neither the ACC or the Pac-12 could offer you right now and joining the Big Ten not only helps you, it helps us as well. So I do think it's going to be a little bit of a stretching of the Big Ten, similar to the last realignment as they went out west to Nebraska, out east, further east to, well, not so much further east, already in Pennsylvania, but they went up to Jersey and they went to Maryland. I do think there will be a time that the Big Ten wants a brand recognition and some academics to go along that as well, but they know the brand is going to help them make more money and allow these students to have a pretty decent time playing collegiate athletics. All right, so let's talk schools. I had three in my initial list that were just like, all right, these are kind of crazy, but 
like I thought Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12 for the SEC was kind of crazy. So if we're talking about like what the Big 10 can actually do, then we kind of have to get into that conversation, right? So I, I had three schools that were like, all right, it would be kind of crazy and I don't think it would ever actually happen. But if situations get desperate enough, then like maybe it ends up happening. Uh, first school was Notre Dame which is just okay. already okay. affiliated with the ACC, which is kind of weird. But uh, I feel like Notre Dame, if they get into a situation where, like, for whatever reason, the formula that they've been working with with football stops working, then at some point they're going to have to find a conference, right? Because, like, and initially they'll probably be the ACC. They're affiliated with all that right now in, in sports. But, like, as long as Notre Dame is – still at least making or competing for the college football playoff as a football team as an independent and nothing else matters right like their their basketball team as far as being in the ACC and all that that's all fine they do whatever they're going to do as long as that is still working that team and that school is going to stay with what that is because that's not going to change and, and Notre Dame, I mean, again, people were talking about them being in the college football playoff again this year. When they've been in the college football playoff, a lot of talk has been about like how they have pretty much played the system and gotten there with less than deserving teams, if you think that way. But if it ends up not working, then maybe that ends up uh, being something where they have to decide where they're going to go. And again, while they have the ties with the ACC, if they end up having to step back and be like, all right, what's best for Notre Dame? It's kind of a Big Ten football schedule is a, a whole lot better for Notre Dame than an ACC football schedule would be. I mean, we've seen what happens with a Florida State and a Clemson when they get pulled down by that ACC. So that changes. But it brings me into my second team, which is Clemson. And, and I, again, think it'd be crazy for them to leave the ACC. I don't know if South Carolina is too far out for the Big Ten to try and go out to, but I think it's the only team in the country where if you're talking about expanding the Big Ten, that's probably the only team where you're willing to take the hit of getting another team that really isn't good at basketball in exchange for getting a team that has a really, really good football roster. Uh, I'll let you interject here for a minute, Jay. I think those two schools by themselves are kind of, again, like I said, they're stretches, but I think they may be two of the most, and I'll get to my third in a second, biggest splashes that are within at least the realm of insane possibility. I got Notre Dame. Who was that second school again? Clemson. Okay. That's not crazy. Not crazy at all because of what we've recently seen with the other conference SEC and even the big 12. I mean, the big 12 is going up to Cincinnati. I would have never thought that a school in Ohio would play in the big 12. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all. I do think the Notre Dame thing though, is very interesting because I do believe that back, I think, in the 80s or 90s, Michigan stopped Notre Dame from joining the Big Ten. Now, I need to, I've, I've read that somewhere, one or a couple places, but it doesn't really get talked about very much. But I do think Notre Dame and Michigan could rekindle that rivalry that they don't have every year. But I do, they do think NBC would like that. ESPN and Fox would love that. And they could get the in Notre Dame-Michigan rivalry every single year. The first two schools on my list are kind of similar to Texas and Oklahoma, how they have a rivalry game every single year. Red River for the other for the Texas and Oklahoma. 
If you can get North Carolina and Duke to leave the ACC, you get that brand recognition. And the Big Ten is known as a basketball conference, not a football conference. You want to get a great way to add 16 schools, and you're already going to boost up what is already an amazing conference tournament in basketball in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. No matter if it's in Indianapolis, Chicago, Maryland, New York, doesn't really matter. You're going to get a lot of eyeballs. It's going to be sold out every every time. And you get these two fan bases that are tough to play. Like They, they, they draw crowds wherever they go. You're going to get them. You have history of basketball. You have North Carolina today, I think. I think they failed, and they, I think they, they were in the Super Regionals in baseball. I think they lost to Arkansas, but you're still getting a team outside of the big two sports that can compete in a lot of things. I do think North Carolina and Duke, you're getting a rivalry. We all know what that rivalry means. History of success, history of national championship success. Those two schools, to me, might be the two that might seem crazy, Nate, but they're not so crazy when you think about what we have witnessed from the Big 12 and the SEC. North Carolina and Duke leaving the ACC to go to the Big 10, I think it's a win-win for everybody involved. Okay, so I didn't say North Carolina-Duke for the reason that, that you said, right? It seems a little bit too crazy. Like, these are two really, really deeply embedded into the tradition and ACC basketball and what they are just a little bit, but uh, you have the argument of Texas and Oklahoma were those teams in the big 12. (laughs) So if they're going to go to the sec, then why not Duke and North Carolina come over to the big 10? I didn't put them in my list just because it just seems a little bit too insane. It it seems a little bit too much to think that the blue, blue bloods of college basketball and those two schools would come and reset up camp in a place where there are already so many other schools that have such great tradition. The, the other school I had in mind, though, is right there with North Carolina and Duke in the ACC. It's the Syracuse Orange up in New York. Now, okay. Okay. the Big Ten has gone up to New York before to find a team already. Syracuse, unlike a lot of other ACC schools and unlike Duke in North Carolina, has a football tradition behind it that – would I think allow it to fit in more with just a big 10 culture a whole lot more than a Duke or a North Carolina or, or any other team that you would find really trying like the, the other school I had listed was Virginia in the ACC. And okay. I was like, all right, that school doesn't really like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like the fit doesn't really make sense just with where they are. Like if you're just talking about like, the pure basketball and football games, like maybe it could work, but just like fitting them into the big 10 doesn't really, really work. I feel like Syracuse is a team where you have the rich, rich football tradition of the past that comes in and is established a fan base that would be able to hold up in big 10 football. But at the same time, you have a team that is in all honesty, a basketball school and has been able to consistently become a big attraction in basketball year in and year out you able to get i think a balance of value in basketball and value in football from that team that i don't think you're able to get from other schools in the acc and really i am talking about like that that old kind of i guess like a nebraska kind of old Mm -hmm. football culture Mm -hmm. that you have with syracuse that you're really not able to get out of I, i don't know 
out of any ACC school other than maybe like a Florida State, as far as just like what that football history means and how I think it would fit into what so many other Big Ten's teams are already. That was the other school I had that I think fits in just with who they are as a football and basketball culture. Yeah, I can see Syracuse. I mean, we're already up there in that area. I think my biggest reason for going North Carolina and Duke is it's unorthodox for most schools, most conferences out there. The Big Ten under Jim Delaney you already saw we're trying to stretch out. Well, how about stretch out and down? It doesn't seem it seems crazy. But if you're going to have 16 in at the SEC, why not go 16 in the Big Ten? And also these two schools, North Carolina and Duke, already realize if we go there. It's going to be tough competition on the basketball court, tough competition or decent competition in other sports. Football is going to raise our level of competition. It might make us better. It might help us in recruiting. And monetarily, there's going to be a huge monetary gain by both of these schools going to the Big Ten. Another school I had here, we heard rumblings about this last year, about 11 months ago, 10, 11, 12 months ago, we heard about the possibility of Kansas leaving the Big 12 to go to the Big 10. Another school, not good at football. Like, you think Duke <laughs> is not good at football. Kansas is atrocious. But the basketball culture at Kansas, it fits right in with what goes on in the Big, it goes on in the Big 10. And honestly, they've, they're running. They're running through the Big 12. I mean, absolutely run through the Big 12 regular season. I can't tell you how many times Bill Self has won the Big 12 regular season titles. Like every year, just name that award after him. He's winning it out there. Bring that over to the Big Ten. I mean, it makes a lot of sense geographically. It's Kansas Midwest. Is it not Midwest? That's a debate you can have amongst (laughs) yourselves. But I still think Kansas and basketball, it makes sense in the Big Ten. And it's still not as far stretched geographically as it would be to go to North Carolina to make that move with North Carolina and Duke. Listen, I think the biggest thing is here that if you're going to try and add a school to the conference, the school needs to add something something either on the court or on the field, right? Right, right. I mean, I'm talking about all the schools we're talking about, but I mean, schools I'm talking about, Clemson is going to bring something to the football field. Louisville is going to bring something to either the football field or the basketball court. They've been good in both. Uh, Syracuse is going to bring something to the basketball court and if not be competitive in football too, at the very least be able to bring again that tradition back to Big Ten. Virginia, same thing, is going to be able to do something on basketball. Notre Dame, we know what they bring. I feel like that's the biggest thing right now because the last time we did this, you got a Rutgers into Maryland that is not doing much in basketball, which we expected. But at the same time, we were hoping like, all right, let's get this integrated into the big 10 and then hopefully like maybe they'll at least be able to put together some football seasons that are competitive here but that just hasn't happened so i feel like the number one priority here over anything else as you get the sec getting two schools who are obviously even if they're not competitive they're going to bring fans and viewers into the sec in oklahoma and texas if there are no schools like that left and if to your point, Duke and North Carolina would be those two schools, right? If not for like, uh, I'd say like a UCLA and a USC on the West Coast, right? Maybe those are the only options. If those schools aren't available, you have to kind of be like, all right, what can at least make the product itself a little better? Because last time we did this, 
the product itself didn't really get any better at all. The viewers are still coming in. It's two more schools, but it's not the better football and basketball that I, I think a lot of people thought it might be by now. You're exactly right. You know, this thought just hit me with the SEC, and it's a couple of schools that the Big Ten could snatch up if we're seeing a scenario where the SEC is maybe setting themselves up to keep 14. Now, go with me here. If they're going to get 16 soon, is the SEC determined to keep Missouri and Kentucky in the conference? I mean, that's – I mean, Missouri doesn't do much. Kentucky in basketball. Kentucky's getting better in football. But those two schools, they could be, they're right there where the Big Ten is. What if the Big Ten, what if the SEC, now you may say, Jay, you're crazy. Well, we're seeing crazy things in the sport. What if the other schools are like, sorry, guys, we're going to vote you out. And we're gonna, since we got these two schools, we want to keep it at 14, not do 16, um, still do our little pod thing, whatever we're going to do with our scheduling to make it make sense. What if, it's a big what if, they, they vote, they, the schools vote and say, well, Missouri and Kentucky, you're gone. Big Tinker quickly snatched those schools up. Yes, yeah, crazy. What's happening right now in college football is crazy. So maybe an off-the-wall or unorthodox idea, another one, might not be as crazy as we think. Is the money what ends up doing all this, Jay? Because, uh, I mean, like I'm sitting here right now thinking, okay, uh, a Duke or North Carolina would never leave the ACC. But at the same time, I'm thinking about, well, the Big Ten and the SEC are still going to dominate these media contracts that come out. The ACC, I don't think, is going to be able to bring in as much with what it has to offer right now. So if it becomes a matter of that kind of a conversation, then maybe the money forces things to happen here. But aside from that, I don't see those kind of major shifts becoming a factor in things, again, unless the money really, really makes it happen. Is that what this is all depending on? Yes and no. I do think the SEC needed to do something um, or wants to do something to consistently be the uh, the bigger brand outside of the money, outside of monetary gain and TV rights. I still think the SEC wants to do something to be the big dog in the country. The SEC, it just means more. That's their motto. It to some, to many, it does just mean more down there in the South. I think they're more looking more for the brand at that time than for the money, because I don't think last year there were talks, and there may be talks of, of contract negotiations. There were for the Big Ten, but I don't think the SEC was one where they were trying to compete with the Big Ten as far as $1 billion. However, now that I think about it, money might be a gain, might be the gain, because CBS no longer has the SEC contract. I think that ends after... 2023 or 2024, after one of those seasons, the CBS does not have the SEC contract. I think it's solely an ESPN thing. So that could be a monetary gain, or is it going to be a Fox or an NBC to where NBC has Notre Dame and one SEC game of the week where that's a lucrative contract and deal there that's more lucrative because of the two brands, Texas and Oklahoma, that the SEC does have. Every time I say no to money, Money comes back into the picture, so maybe it is the money that's moving and is the deciding factor in all these moves. Oh, well, the first domino that has to fall is that Big Ten media deal because as the Big Ten is going to be the first one in on this and the first one to, as you say, break a billion dollars per year potential for all of these rights to broadcast games, 
there are other schools who are next in line, the SEC, the ACC, they're all going to at some point have to negotiate deals too. So it's all going to kind of pivot on what exactly the deal is for the Big Ten between Fox and to whoever it ends up being else too. I'd imagine ESPN and maybe some streaming streaming services get in there too as well. But that's a conversation for another day. But again, I think that's the first domino to fall because I think it's honestly what shifted Oklahoma and Texas from going to from the Big 12 to the SEC is this kind of money, this kind of money that's being now more publicly at least transferred between schools, media companies, businesses, and now players too with NIL too. But again, that's a really, really big conversation to be had. Jay Stevens is on Lock on Buckeyes every single day of the week, at least three times a week during these next couple of months during the offseason as we are here on Locked on Big Ten. Thanks as always for Jay for joining us here for a couple of minutes to at least talk about a whole bunch of hypotheticals as we get into <laughs> what's going on with the SEC, the Big 12, the American, and how it all could potentially matter for the Big Ten too. It's fun, Nate. Glad to be here with you again. Back in on Locked On Big Ten, thanks again to Jay Stevens for joining us on the program today. Before we go, of course, a look at just some of the news that we missed from over the weekend in Big Ten sports. News coming out of football recruiting. A big commitment coming from the class of 2024. C.J. Carr, five-star quarterback and grandson of former Michigan head coach Lloyd Carr. Father was also a quarterback at Michigan, too. He is not going to Ann Arbor to continue the family legacy. No, he has chosen to play for Notre Dame and the Fighting Irish down in South Bend. Big Ten teams, not only Michigan, a couple others looking at him, all missing out to the Fighting Irish who get this big quarterback recruit in, again, a few years' time still. Also, another news, 2023 four-star linebacker Jordan Hall has committed to Michigan State as he visited the campus over the weekend on Saturday. He had planned other visits to Michigan and to Notre Dame as well, but he won't have to end up taking those. Maybe he will, but again, committed to Michigan State and the Spartans as they steal one away before he can get on any other campus. In other news, Illinois transfer Jacob Grandison on the court is headed over to Duke. And some news off the field, Indiana AD Scott Dolson says that he is in full support of the Big Ten getting rid of their divisions. And as a member of that East in a tough football conference and basketball too, I'm sure he's fine getting a bigger taste of that Western side of the Big Ten as well. And finally, Alex Storacco has joined the Oklahoma softball team. Former Big Ten Pitcher of the Year is joining the powerhouse, consistent top team in the nation all season as they get a big, big piece added to the roster for next season. Let's look at some of the news around Big Ten or as we get into the week here on the show. We'll be back tomorrow with more on anything that happens, of course, around the Big Ten until then. And again, until then, I'm Nate Dickinson with Locked On Big Ten.